0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a a bonus, impromptu episode of the Louisville Podcast. Uh, It's me, Garrett Zatlin, solo podcast today, no Ben. Um, I'm doing this uh, as a Peyton Jordan preview, uh, hosted at Stanford this Friday and Saturday. It is Thursday, April 20th. I am recording this at 4.27 p.m. And as of like 10 minutes ago, um, there are no heat sheets for uh, the Peyton Jordan invite. Um heat sheets are important for writing the preview and usually those were released like a day ahead of time or at least two days ahead of time. But as of right now, they're not released. We have the accepted entries, um, but there's no heat sheets. And because of that, I've been waiting all day trying to hopefully get those at heat sheets, and they just never came. Um so I'm going to do a podcast because I feel like that's the most efficient and effective way. It's the quickest way to do this without trying to stay up all night and get a preview out just based on accepted entries that I don't even know if we're going to be accurate at the very end of the day. So trust me, I wanted to have something more specific for you. Uh, I, can't, I just don't have it, but um, I'm going to do the, the podcast and we'll preview it. I'm going to aim for 30 minutes. We'll see what happens. Um, you can go check out our predictions for boost subscribers. On the site, so you can go check that out. That'll be uh, my predictions will be there. So just a quick heads up if you're waiting for predictions, that's going to be on the site. Those are going to be typed out, written out, top five uh, collegiate individuals um, with their times as well, predicted times. So you can go check that out. Um, What I'm going to do, I'm going to start for the women. Go 800 down to the steeple, uh, 800, 1500, 5k, 10k in steeple, and then uh, we'll do the same thing on the men's side. I'd like to keep just the 30. It'll probably be 40. But we'll see what happens. So, with that, let's begin. Uh, women's 800, going to be an interesting field here because there's a few uh, like uh, crossover uh, names between the 1500 and the 800. But the, the clear headliner here is Juliet Whitaker, uh, the freshman Phenom. Rosie O'Sheen Willis, excuse me, is not in this field, but Whitaker is. Uh, she just had a phenomenal weekend double at Mount Sac. Uh, she was uh, 201 and 412, I believe, over 800 and 1500 meters. She's very clearly collegiately the favorite. Um, She was phenomenal during the winter months. She's simply flat out better than pretty much every woman here. Um, Every collegiate woman, I should say. I mean, there's a few accomplished pros here. Susan, you know, um, know, I'm trying to take a look here through a few others that maybe I'm just completely missing here. Uh, Kayla Edwards as well of Adidas. Um, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see like how Whitaker responds and works in that kind of field. Um, it could result in a sub-two result. In fact, I would almost assume that it will. But we'll kind of see how that works. Um, It's also going to be interesting, however, to see what we should see from Valerie Tobias of Texas. Fresh off a two-flat performance in a loaded 800-meter field, she's catching fire, she's very consistent. She seems like a very safe number two selection if you're counting collegiates here. I don't see how you could choose anyone else for that second spot. I don't know if she still has enough yet to kind of take down Whitaker, but if she's on enough of a hot streak, then yes, maybe. But she's also entered in the 1500 meters, and I tend to believe that if you run really well one week and then you're going to come back and enter the same race again, if you're also entered in the 15, I, I, I don't, I feel like that might be a a, not a better option, but just the more likely option for Tobias. So then we've got a few others. Izzy Thorntonbot, she's in here. Carly Thomas is in here of Washington. Claudia Kasmirska of Oregon again there. She's uh in this field as well. Ellie Deligiani uh, of Stanford, she is uh in this field as well. Melissa Tanaka of Stanford in this field. Um a solid field all around. I mean there's there's some really decent names here, but those last few names that I mentioned, the the Kasmierska's, Deligiani, Thorntonbot, um Thomas, Kazmierska and Thorntonbot are sneaky good in those middle distances. I mean, people don't realize that Kazmierska, before she came to Oregon, ran 203 for 800 meters and 239 for 1,000 meters. Thorntonbot has proven that she can drop down a distance to the 800. She's coming off of a 408, 800-meter PR, or 1,500-meter PR from Australia just a couple of weeks back. She's clearly very fit. She's run 203 before. Um, but the more pure and safer bet behind Tobias and behind Whitaker is got it's got to be thomas consistent good race iq generally has an idea of how to approach these races this is not like a ridiculously overwhelming field she hasn't yet kind of gotten to that point of like oh i think she's in contention to finish among the top half all americans she just hasn't gotten there yet in fact she hasn't i don't think she's been an all-american in the last year or so um this is kind of like a really big defining race to kind of get some momentum back under her after like a, a not-so-great uh, indoor national meet. Um, but I do like Thomas. I do think she's just the, one of the more pure 800-meter runners here. And while I do like Kazmirska and while I do like Thornton Bott, and while I do think it's very realistic that they run this, specifically Kazmirska, because she's already run the 1500 and ran 411 last weekend, um, I could see I could see her running this. I feel like Thornton Bott, I feel like there's just something that maybe she runs... The 15. So I don't know for sure. We'll see. But that's kind of my thoughts on that field. We will now move to the 1500 meters on the women's side. Interesting field here. Um, you got some Bowerman pros, you got Elise Cranny here, right? Um, but as I kind of go down, it it you get, you know, uh like Maddie Elmore is, is pretty solid, and you look at a few others, uh, like Riley Stewart, there's like a lot of promising youngsters. But then we hit some of the big names. It comes from Washington. It's uh, Anna Gibson, Mason Heisterman, Bielapchip Curie of, of Oklahoma State there. Uh, wh- who was the other name I was just looking for? Sophie O'Sullivan of Washington is in there as well. Again, Kazmirska has entered in here. Thornton Bott's entered in here. Um, Tobias, like I mentioned earlier, has entered in here. Roshin Willis entered in here. Uh, not anything else, according to what I can see. Um, so a pretty strong field. And Simone Plord, who's also entered in the 5K. Let's start there. Let's start with Simone Plourd. I think she's the favorite. I do. Um, She's been on fire, 8:53 3 k fourth place All-American indoor national meet, fresh off of a 1521 5K PR, massive PR, first ever 5K collegiately on the track. She's so dynamic, so strong, so firepower driven and so versatile. I I really like what she brings to the table. I think she's wildly dangerous and I don't think she's going to run the 5K. She just ran it. And I think it's highly unlikely that she goes after two hard and aggressive 5Ks. Um, so I think it's pretty clear that she's going to run the 15. She ran 414 earlier this season uh, in a battle against Bielup Tripcure, who's also in this field. But I, the way that she ran that race, she was bouncing around a lot and she was stuck inside and she had to make a move at, at a time that she probably didn't want to. Um,
1: it, it's one of those things where I, I'm, I'm a believer that she can run much faster. I, I think she can run 4:10, and I
0: think in this field she'll probably be set up to do so. Um, I like Chip Curie a lot. I'll be interested to see how she translates her last uh, win at I believe the Stanford Invitational over, over, over the, uh, you know a great field, and seeing how she can translate that fitness build on it. She's run uh, supposedly run rumored to be uh, have run 4:11 before over 1,500 meters. She just ran 4:14. She was I believe a 4:30 or miler during the winter months. So she's talented, and she can absolutely be a top contender in this field. There's a lot of firepower in this field, and so I'd be curious to see how a few others respond.
1: This is going to be a big, big race for the Washington women. Um, Brutal, brutal, brutal indoor national meet showing. Wasn't great. Um, and I'm sure they
0: probably would agree with that. I'm not going to speak for them. I don't know, but... I feel like they would agree with that. Uh, Just not their best. And I think this is going to be a key race. Really good competition. How do you respond? I think it's going to be big for uh, Anna Gibson just to get confidence. Masson Heisterman, Sophia Sullivan. Like, we know they're talented. We know they can run well. That's not the question here. It's how can we get more momentum as we enter the month of May and we start preparing for championship season? Um, Because the spring season goes fast. You hit May, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, like we're we're approaching regional meets. Like it's it, it happens pretty quick. So I, I think this from a big momentum perspective, this is big for them. Um Gibson, I, I do like. I, I don't see why she wouldn't run well in this field, but it, again just hard to say. Kazimirska, Thornton, ba, I mean, I like them a lot. I would actually say that they're probably favored just as much um to Battle Plored for the top collegiate honors if. They weren't already in the 800. I have a feeling Kazmierci is going to run the 800. I I would guess Thornton Bott's probably maybe going to run the 15. I know I I know I just said she probably would, but I don't really know. But on paper, I'd say that they're probably going to be just as competitive over the 1500-meter distance as Plord is. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it, it, I'm on paper, Thornton Bott's probably the favorite collegiately. Um, and then we come to Willis, Roisin Willis. 4.13 looked really strong, is unafraid. Like, I, I think it's very easy to just be like, oh, she's super talented, super talented. But she's not afraid to go after these races. Like, she'll she'll take a lead if she can. And I kind of like that ambition from someone who's still pretty young and new to the scene. And yes, she's run on big championship stages before, but, you know, I, I know she ran 413 and didn't necessarily win last time out, but
1: I think she can go 411 in this field. I think that's fair. So, I I don't know. It depends
0: on like how fast or how slow, like how her her leg speed is going to come into play. Um, so it it is hard to say. I don't think I have a good idea for sure. Maddie Elmore, I do like her a lot. She's going to be really good. Uh, like you know, better than she is now. She ran four thirty five on the indoor oval, really solid. This could be a breakout race for her. You know, it's top heavy, but like she can kind of bridge that gap from like the top top women to kind of the next group of women. I I kind of like Elmore as that next group. Um. So yeah, I, li- I like her there. Um, just taking a look at a few of these other names. This is about what I expected. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll end there. I'll say Kazmieriska, Plourd, Thornton Bott, probably among the favorites, although I guess Willis would have to be in there if I think she can run 411. Jip Curie, it's, I feel like I keep doubting her, and I'm not really giving her the respect despite her continuing to run so well. Um We'll see what happens, and the Washington women are just big question marks for me. It's not that they can't run well. It's not that Gibson can't even win this race. I just, I just have questions, and I think that's fair just because we haven't really seen them in a lot of these races this season,
1: maybe even if at all. I, I'd have to check the, the um, their t Actually, let's check it out now, shall we? Let's take a look here, see if they've run yet. So we have – let's check out Gibson. Yeah, she hasn't run yet. Um, which leads me to believe
0: that the, probably a few of these other women here have not run yet either. Let's take a look at Sophie O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan's run a 215.800 at the Stanford Inventational. Not quite sure what happened there. I'm going to try to ignore that. Um, and then we'll take a
1: look at who was the other one here that we're looking for. Madison Heisterman. And she has run a... Well, she, well, she hasn't run since mid-January. Is that right? Wow. Maybe it is. So interesting stuff. Um, We'll see what happens there. Women's 5,000 meters. I have no idea what to think of this field.
0: Um, Really after two or three names, I
1: kind of have left shrugging my shoulders. But those two names are Emily Venters and Taylor Rowe. This could end up being a wildly entertaining matchup.
0: Rowe, Ventures, Rowe, Ventures. I think, you know, this is exactly what we wanted to see in the 5K, I think, last week maybe. And then Rowe didn't run and then Ventures was the pacer. But this is what we want to see. I don't have any reason to believe why either woman wouldn't run the 5K. Um, And it just comes down to what I've already written a preview before. Rowe is probably the best all-around talent. In terms of the 5,000 meter distance, she's experienced. She's dynamic. She can handle any kind of pacing. She knows exactly how to run it at a high level. She's done it before. Like, it, it's just all around, she's the better 5K runner. But Ventures has a 5K PR from this past winter that's 1520 and one second faster. So she's also fresh off a 10 k effort, which she cruised to, by the way. It's a number, NCAA number six all time. So Ventures has the. You know, momentum in her favor. Both of them were all Americans uh, on the indoor oval this past winter, and it kind of depends on who you like. Do you like someone who's a little bit more established, experienced all around, can kind of handle a handful of different race scenarios, or do you like someone who's high octane, recent firepower, recent momentum, um, and you know has a lot to like right now? And I I don't know who I choose right now. I got to go check out the the predictions, but it's tough to say. So. Yeah, go figure that out. Um, Simone Plourd, I don't think she's going to run this race. It doesn't make sense for me if she does. Uh, but then next here, you're looking at Kaylee DeLay of Washington. Recently got upset in steeplechase. That will be interesting to watch. Lucy Jenks, fresh off a 1533 PR in the 5K uh, from two weeks ago, I believe. She's having a great season. Uh, Gracelyn Larkin of New Mexico, uh, a prior All-American. Cassie Parker of Loras, And as I kind of go throughout the list, Alejandra Opshaw of New Mexico. There's a few. You know, really solid names here, but Sam Reidishon of New Mexico, Sophia Dudek of Stanford. Um, that's a that's about it, though. Rough. I mean, there's a few other names scattered around, but that next tier of women, I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. Like Dudek, I think she just ran fifteen thirty two in the five k. I want to say just last weekend. So I question. I'm like, would she really come back to run another? fast 5k I, I don't know if that makes sense in my mind maybe she does it's not necessarily anything wrong with it It just doesn't usually happen delay um things good that she's changing it up from the steeplechase but she did not have a great steeple performance at Brian Clay recently was it probably a fluke yes am I still a little on the edge about like where that leaves her yeah I am um, I think she can run the 1530s in fact she has before but how competitive can she be with the other women like I think her and Jenks you know, are really good middle ground. Like Jinx is really approaching rapidly and improving rapidly, whereas, due, you know, Delay, I think she's trying to, you know, reach that next level. I think they're both at a very interesting intersection of where their momentum and talent's at. Um, Jinx could be, she's got nationally experience, she's sneaky good, and Gracelyn Larkin's just solid and reliable. I mean, she's just one of those women who, you know, in a loaded roster doesn't really get a whole lot of attention. Which maybe isn't fair, but it
1: just kind of is the case, especially with Maza Downey. Um, Yeah, she just ran thirty-two, thirty-two for ten thousand meters. So, was it she was seventh at the indoor national meet in the five k?
0: So Larkin's probably with that that Jenks and that Dudek delay group. Again, I don't think Dudek's going to go there. I have have a little few questions about delay. and I think Larkin. It's it's hard to know just because she hasn't run a five k since mid March. I was on the indoor oval, at altitude. Um,
1: in fact, she hasn't run a five k that hasn't been at altitude since December third. So, I I think that that is a f- fair to ask a question mark. Do I think she's going
0: to have a poor race? No, I think she's probably one of the more reliable runners in this field. But I would just consider that so. I don't know. I think I'm maybe leaning out of that group, Jenks, but I don't. I think you could.
1: I think it's very easy to talk myself into her. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Women's 10,000 meters. What happened? What happened
0: to this field? It's uh, 11 names as of right now. Could change. It's New Mexico versus
1: Texas and one Iona runner. Um, summary: D. Shot of New Mexico, Alejandra Upshaw of New Mexico. Like, the Hednes
0: sisters are solid. Beth Ramos of Texas is solid. That Texas trio is fine. They're just not on the same level as Deshawn or Upshaw. I don't know how fast they're going to run because I just, I, I don't know. This field doesn't really give me a whole lot to work with. 10K used to be, like, yeah. the race of Peyton Jordan. And frankly, the, the entries, as, as loaded, as impressive as they are, there's not really the same kind of, like, umph that you'd get in previous years
1: which is surprising. Um, and I think Brian Clay has kind of taken that a little bit. So, something to consider. And then women's steeplechase, very much the
0: same thing. This is Yasmin Ostrich's races to lose. Um, I'm kind of looking here. I don't know a whole lot about Simone Ponteferraz or Katharina Pesnovadora. Um, they're unattached and not doesn't look like they're... You know, Collegiates. Emma G, uh, former BYU runner, great steeplechaser. I don't know what fitness she's in, but she can be competitive for sure. But Yasmin Ostrich has run 9.52 before. She soloed it earlier this month. She's super dynamic, on a hot streak. I don't know who's going to push her, but apparently she doesn't need to be pushed to run super fast. Um, I'd be interested to see what happens there. So um, Yasmin Ostrich, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about there. Okay. We are 18 minutes in, sort of on pace. We'll see what happens to the rest of these. Men's 800, Ethan Brow, Quentin Caroza, Matthew Erickson, Cruz Gomez, Matthew Larkin, uh, Edgar Ramirez, who is unattached, Jonathan Oragestet of HIF, IF, um, Alex Scales of Santa Clara, and Taj Leon Wisdom of Academy of Art. Um, Brow, Caroza, and Larkin. Probably the three names you've got to look at there. is uh, pretty clearly the favorite if he does run this event. He's also entered in the 1500 meters. I don't think I have to go into this. He's was dominant during indoors, was just flat out the better name. It doesn't even matter if he's not even going to have his best race. He should win this race, I think. Um, and, however, and Larkin, both of New Mexico are really solid names, like much better than people give them credit for. They're both fairly consistent, um, and in these kind of fields, they're not going to get overwhelmed easily, uh, which is what I like about them. Um, New Mexico's got some dudes. Like Brow is one of the most improved guys in the nation. I voted for him as most improved this past winter. He ran 147. He was, um, I think he ran 148 at altitude. Like, he's good. And Larkin's run 148 before.
1: Um, I, I, I'm not saying that Carose is, like, unbeatable. He's heavily favored. But Brow, if he has kind of the right day and Carose is maybe just a little off, we'll see.
0: So, Cruz Gomez also in here. I don't see him. I see him maybe, like, competing with Alex Scales, or Alex Scales is also pretty solid. So, not, not a whole lot to say there. I think it's pretty clear, like, what that field's going to look like. Men's 1,500 meters. Really interesting entries here. Aaron All of Washington, Carroza, Gomez, Mael Goyet of uh, Iona. Um, let's see who else here. Ada McCarthy of Cal Poly. I like him. We're going to talk about him. Um Kai Robinson, Stanford, uh, Will Smith of Gonzaga, and Cooper Tier, Nike Bowerman, by the way, is also in this race. I don't think he'll run. I don't think he'll run. I, I think he's. I mean, he just ran uh, Brian Clay, so we'll see what happens there. But that's kind of the field. Gavin Sherry, Stanford, you know, there's some young guys. Emmanuel Salgaroos of Texas, but generally speaking, I, I think that's roughly the field. If Robinson... If Robinson runs this race, and I don't know if he will, I, I think it'd actually kind of be a nice race for him to run, to kind of break up some monotony that he's been going through in that 5K, 10K as of late. Um, you know, he didn't have a bad 5K race at Brian Clay, but 13.29 just wasn't what he was capable of, and he had a not-so-great showing, again, at the indoor national meet. wasn't bad, but just wasn't great. So I kind of like this idea that he'd run a 15. Just to break things up, I mean, he has regional qualifying marks, but he's also entered in the five k in, in the ten k, so it's hard to know. But if he's running this, I think he's probably favored. Um, Aaron, although it, it also kind of depends on like what you think about him, right? I mean, fantastic winter campaign, proved to be really, really solid. Um, didn't obviously have the great greatest indoor national meet, but this man ran, you know, three thirty eight through fifteen hundred meters and route um, at Boston University back in February and route to the three fifty five mile PR. Um, didn't have the great national meet 1500 at Stanford. Invite was 345, not great. Got ninth place there, and then 340 at, at Brian Clay. So it's a step in the right direction. I think even if Robinson is a little off, I think he's still favored, but all at the very least, we know it can be just as dangerous. And I think that's important to remember and recognize. Um, so something to consider there. Carosa, by the way, like I mean, if he does run this race, and there's a very good chance that he does, he might just be favored. In fact, I, I think you may be able to argue that he's favored. He's run three fifty six in the mile before. His fifteen hundred PR is only three forty, but he, that wasn't him being pushed. Like he's run so much faster. He's been better, so much better this year just on the indoor oval, specifically over 800 meters, like he ran 356, and he ran 146 twice. He ran one of those 146 marks at
1: altitude. Like people forget, this guy was an All-American in the mile back in 2022. He's really good. And
0: I, I think he's probably due to run like 338, 337. And if that's the case, then like he's not unbeatable in the 1500 either, but he might be favored. And I don't think that's ridiculous to say at all. So, I would, again, it depends on what he's running. But I think he's probably the most complete miler in that field, even if all has a slightly faster PR, um, just because I don't always know what I'm going to get from all. Um, but he is just as dangerous on the right day, right? Um, I got to move my laptop here as I'm looking around my monitor, trying to uh, see some of these results here. But let's take a look here. I want to talk about Aiden McCarthy. Um, I think he's really underrated. Like he's a guy that's thriving under the introduction of um, Ryan Van Hoy. Like he he's a dude. Like he just ran 147.24 for 800 meters. He was the second uh, D1 finisher in the 800 meters at Brian Clay. He was fifth overall, fourth collegiate. Dude is having a great season. He took down Jason Gomez, Sebastian Fernandez, and Sam Ellis, and Jacob Broden, and Alex Sellis, and Cash Powell, and Ryan Wilson, and Cass Elliott, 8 months of Hoffie, And the list goes on and on and on. Now, granted, he did it from a heat where a lot of those guys didn't run. I think he ran that in the fourth section. Yeah. I mean, that's super, super impressive. Uh, and then not only that, but like you're also looking at a guy who he ran 341 for
1: 1,500 meters that same weekend. So he's gone from 343 in the 1,500 meters en route to a 359-mile PR at Boston University back in February to then
0: 342 for excuse me, 3:42 for 1,500 meters at Stanford,
1: then 341 while also running 147 that weekend. Sneaky momentum on his side. Sneaky momentum. He's dangerous, and if he continues to catch fire, This weekend, I would not be – I'd be careful. Maiel Goyet of Iona, another name to watch there. Um,
0: Again, I I don't always know what I'm going to get from him. Same thing with Cruz Gomez, but solid names. Just seeing where in there as well. So we'll see what happens. All right, 5,000 meters, a lot of names here, a lot of names, 56 names in total. Not all collegiates, but let's go through them real quick. Um, some of the names that, that caught my attention. Scott Beatty of Tulsa had a great 10k race recently earlier this season. We've got Sam Gilman of Air Force, you've got Devin Hart, Stanford, Charles Hicks, Stanford. You've got Chad Johnson of Iowa State, Luke Julian, Colorado State, uh, Colorado School of Uh Mines, Half to night. Um, taking a look here, James Moira. Um I like Roger Rivera in the 5K. I think you saw. Kai Robinson's in there. Ezekiel Rob, fresh off the stunning 1330, uh, 336 mark for 1500 meters. In Ryan's in there. It's um, Cole Sprout making his his return.
1: So that that's about the field. Um, the main guys that I'm seeing. I'm sure someone will prove me wrong. Robinson, Hicks, Sprout. Fair, right? Those are probably the the three guys. And then I'm going to put Beatty in that group. Beatty's good.
0: 27.58, I think, at Stanford invite in the 10K. And he's been really solid. He's been really well-rounded. He's clearly at the best fitness of his his life right now. Um, Hicks is a little bit of a different guy um, on the outdoor oval, Um, especially over 10,000 meters, right? He ran 13.22 this past winter, by the way. So he's just someone where I'm looking at him like, I don't I don't really know if anyone's beating him right now, especially after that 10K race. He was just so um, strong. He was just so lethal in the kick. And I just think, like, he'll probably run under 1520, and he'll probably win this race, It depending on how Robinson, depending on which version of Sprout we get. You know, like, it's hard to know. Like, Sprout's actually very reliable, but he's coming off that injury that ended his season early, where he didn't get to race at the international meet. Now, he says he's fine, and he was already training at, uh, you know, before the international meet, but just wasn't going to push it. And I don't know, man. Like, I think, like, Scott Beatty's almost one of the safer bets. And that's crazy to say. Uh, And, like, I don't know if Kai Robinson
1: would run another 5K after running 1329 just the week before, right? Like, would he? I don't know. Devin Hart is also in here. He's been running really well as of late. Like, he hasn't really given us a
0: whole lot of reason to dislike him. Um, Like Sam Gilman's also in here as well. Uh, he he was an interesting name to kind of uh, think about uh, in, in this field. I want to take a look and just to see if he's been racing at all as of late. I think he actually ran the 3000 meters at the indoor national meet. Um, he did. He finished 11th. He's run 341 for 1500 meters. He ran that at Brian clay. It wasn't the best, but he is probably better over the longer distances. Like he's run 1325 for 5k before he ran that um, last winter. So not this past winter, but the winter before that, um, he ran 1330 at the Outdoor National Meet, got fifth place overall. I mean, he can be competitive in this field, right? But I just don't know if I see him competing for that top finish in the same way that I do for Hicks and maybe even Beatty, right? I think Beatty's dynamic enough. Um,
1: I'd say I'd probably put him in that same tier as like uh, Devin Hart, right? Um, maybe a couple of the names. Um, Ezekiel Ropp. I have no idea. I mean, I just, I just have no idea what to think about him, right? Um,
0: 336 for 1,500 meters out of nowhere. I mean, ran 340 the week prior, but like third, 336 in the third section at Brian Clay is insane. It was such a ridiculous out-of-nowhere performance. He's been good. He hasn't been back. <laughs> like, he ran 3, 1336 for 5,000 meters last year, which is good. And I've always viewed him as a long distance guy. But I have no idea what to think about him. Like, you, you would imagine that he can run faster than
1: 1336 after running 336 for 1500 meters, and he's not even a 1500 meter guy, or so we thought. So it's like, it's like, well, how, do, how do you even approach
0: that, right? Like, I have no idea. Like, I'm wondering, I'm like, is teammate. Chad
1: Johnson, like, is he favored over Rob in the five k? Like, Johnson's been better over five thousand meters. Like that. That's what I'm saying. And I mean, he's not that much faster, but John, Johnson's pretty quick, and he's got a really nice,
0: well-rounded resume. But Rob just dropped that three thirty-six, and now I have no idea.
1: Yeah, like Johnson ran thirteen thirty-three this past uh, winter, and then went on to run three fifty-nine in the mile, seven fifty in the three k. So I like the Iowa State guys, and like I don't know if they're going to have. I don't see anyone running like slower than thirteen forty out of that group. But like, what's their ceiling? Because right now I don't really know. So um, let's
0: move on. Interesting. I will say this: five thousand meters. Interesting to see
1: Luke Julian running this. I wonder if this means he'll try the D two level if he'll try to double at the national meet. That'll be interesting. Men's 10K, let's check this out. Um, kind of going through
0: there, you got, you know, Matt Baxter is one of the uh, pros in this group. Um, but kind of going down the list, he doesn't really see a whole lot of, like, key names until you get to the, the second half. Barry Keane, Half tonight, Alex Mayer, Alex Phillip, who just did an interview with us for Lane 9, um, our new interview show. So go check that out on the site for subscribers. Um, Kai Robinson, Dylan Powell, Isaiah Rodriguez. Um, Cole Sprout, let's get the Stanford guys out of the way. I don't know
1: if what Robinson's running, right? I'm just going to assume he's not running this. He's already run the 10K. Seems unlikely that he'd run the 10K. Sprout, I mean, I I don't know. Do you run Sprout off of,
0: in in his debut? Like I know Hicks and Robinson ran their season debuts in the 10K,
1: but are you going to do that with Sprout who is coming off an injury? Albeit not an extensive one, but enough where, you know, you're going to run him in a 10K in April 21st. I don't know if I'd do that. I'm not. I'm like I don't know. I don't. I don't know him. I don't know
0: how he runs or operates. But it's just something to think about. I don't know if he'd run this race. But if he does, and if he's firing on all cylinders, then he he would probably be favored, depending on how you feel about Alex Mayer. And I'm just going to assume Robinson won't run this race. Like Mayer. You know, prior to what the Stanford invite 10K, we'll probably come in here and we're all like, oh, he's the favorite. He's the favorite, you know, runner up returner from the outdoor national meeting the 10K last year. Super great fitness, yada, yada, yada. But he had that really tough race at the Stanford invite. If I take a look here and going back to that. Yeah, I think he ran 28.55. Yeah, he ran 28.55 and he hasn't run since. Was that race a fluke? Yes, probably. Like this guy was coming off a double All-American performance at the international meet.
1: I think he's the bet. Like I think he's the right move. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I would also be interested to see, like, you
0: know, who who's going to challenge him because, like, Dylan Powell, true long-distance guy, isn't afraid to uh, be aggressive with the pacing. He's really talented. I mean. Yeah, just awesome talent at D2. Um, Alex Phillip, um, you know, we just talked to him, obviously this, this interview, him saying, you know, you got to respect these moves. You got to be willing to get aggressive and put yourself at the front and be competitive. And so I think he, he might try to do that. You know, I don't know if he's going to try to you know, outrun mayor or outrun you know, Robinson or Sprout. If those guys were to, you know,
1: really take over and actually race, but you know, I I would expect them to play a role or at least try to play a role. So Keen is the other name here,
0: or I'm still trying to figure him out. Um, He just ran 28.04 for 10,000 meters at Brian Clay. It's unlikely that he races. Um, Yeah, I I just don't see him racing. It's almost, that almost never happens. You're never going to do a back-to-back 10K. So I I wouldn't put too much stock into that. And then Isaiah Rodriguez, he's the other interesting name in this field. Like, pretty much a non-factor during the winter months, he had run thirteen twenty five in the five k for a PR back in December third off the cross country season. Um, ran like one okay fine cross country race um, for I, th- I think the USA Championships, XC Championships in January. Didn't see him again, and then he ran fourteen fifty six for five thousand meters to finish dead last at the indoor national meet.
1: I, I mean, how I mean, how who who knows? He's run three races since November nineteenth. That you know that most recent race, you know that November nineteenth race being the NCAA XC championships. I have no idea. Like what? Well, like who? I mean, listen, he's he's
0: incredible. He's run twenty seven fifty two before, right? Like he's he's incredibly
1: talented. But that was at the twenty twenty one outdoor national meet, and he's run one ten k on the track since then
0: which was last May, where he ran thirty twenty three for 6th place at the Big 12 Championships.
1: 110K on the track, I should say. So, I have no idea. Like, he's talented. He's arguably just as talented as almost you know, all these names, but uh, we'll see. Alright, I think that's all I got for that group. We'll move on. Steeple. Interesting, like, deep steeple field. Um,
0: select, you know, firepower. It's there's not really a whole lot of like rooks, Wilkinson, uh, Duncan Hamilton kind of firepower, but there's some dudes. Um, there's a couple pros, right? And then you know, a couple of names that just catch my attention Zach Litoff. Oh, he was actually unattached. So we'll say Jordan McIntosh, he's run 839 in the steeple this year. Um, Alex Miley, I know, has run under 840 before. Um, Victor Shisama is coming off of a nice uh, steeple race. I think it forty, eight 840, 841-ish, um, maybe 842. But something along along those lines. And Ed Tripos as well. Um, here's the thing. On paper, Tripos should be the top collegiate. He's run 819, Aussie Olympian, really impressive last spring. Very consistent, reliable, strong, experienced veteran. Knows what he's doing. Just been great in this event for a while now. All-American. He should be the favorite. But he had a not-so-great showing, and it wasn't bad. But his his performance, I believe at the Raleigh relays, was it? I mean, let me double-check and make sure I, I have that right. It was Stanford invite. He ran 840 at the Stanford invite. And he just, like, he tried. I don't know if it was maybe, like, a, a tactical thing gone wrong, because he did try to make a move and go with Rooks, but Rooks just kind of got too much of a gap on him and kind of burned him at the end, and maybe Trippos kind of... You know, had had to pay the price for that. At the, at the end of the day, I think the the Princeton graduate
1: transfer who's now at Washington, he's the he's favored. He should be the favorite uh, collegiately. I think we'll see. Um, Jordan McIntosh, eight thirty nine. He was in that
0: same race. He hasn't raced since then. So again, it's like kind of hard to know exactly like what we're going to get out of him because that eight thirty nine was. It kind of came out of nowhere. We just don't really have a whole lot on him. Like, we know he's good, but I didn't think he was 839 good, right? Shisama, same thing. Like, he's more of a traditional 10K guy, and he's run the steeple before, right? But 840 was a PR, and then he had this amazing cross-country season. Didn't see him during the winter months. He's kind of like an X-Factor. It's like, okay, is that just him shaking off rust, or is that like him carrying over fitness that he earned during – the fall um, is there a ceiling to him like is this his best event like what is his best event and I don't think we have the answer to any of those questions uh, I think he's like naturally maybe maybe one of the most naturally talented guys in this field um, I don't have a problem saying that at all but he he's just a guy who like no matter how good he's been I just never really know what exactly like what I'm gonna get from him you know what I mean like I, I just never really have a good understanding and
1: um, like as long as he builds on that performance he can run 835 maybe 834 i think but yeah he's an interesting he's an interesting name there um and then alex miley uh again another guy who
0: like he was great at uh, duke took some time off got to santa clara and then ran 842 at the stanford inviting that same race as Tripos. um
1: he's run so far this spring 350 842 um 1408 it, it's hard
0: to like properly analyze steeple guys, right? Like, let me let me double check Miley's resume from when he was actually at um, Duke. Like, it's, it's hard to analyze steeple guys because some guys are, are at this thing where they're completely different runners when they're on the steeplechase for whatever reason, right? Like, when he was at Duke, he ran 344 for 1,500 meters and 832 in the steeple. Now, he's probably going to run under 830, 840, excuse me, um this weekend and you know like there's certain marks of his that like i wanted them want them to be better like 350 has to be better 1408 has to be better but it doesn't really matter for some of these steeple guys right like you just can't look at that and be like oh well this this is the difference maker it's like well, is it like some guys are just different once they hit the steeple chase i think miley's one of those guys he's talented i i don't know if he's gonna run 832 this weekend but he can, and I think that's a good enough reason to be like kind of scared of like what he could do. So
1: hard to say. I think at the end of the day, Trippos is your safe pick. You should absolutely bank on him. Um,
0: but also know that like there's a lot of question marks throughout this entire field. And I don't really know if, if we have a good grasp or understanding of who's gonna run what. We think we know, but oh Awet Johannes, by the way, of New Mexico. He's he's really solid, really quiet so far. But he's run 8:45 in the steeplechase at Stanford Invite. A few 1500 meters scattered in there. But he's run 8:42 before. Another guy though that it's like I just don't really have a whole lot.
1: I just don't have a whole lot on him. Like he he ran 8:42 last spring at his conference meet was kind of
0: unexciting on the grass. Has one 845 mark and then a couple of like DNFs in the
1: 1500s this spring and last last winter. A few decent 1500s, a 4x4, like I have no clue, but he's talented. I think that's half the battle. So, all right. I think I just rambled
0: enough 40. Okay, so I said it'd be 40 minutes. It's 41 minutes. Close enough. Um, That's it. If you want to see the predictions that I have on the site, you can go check those out. Um, once this is published, uh, I still got to figure those out again. It's going to be dependent on who runs what I don't know. Um, so yeah. Um, so that's all I got. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, like I said, sorry, I wish we could try to do more of a, a preview that was written. Uh, we didn't have the heat sheets. And so I didn't have the time. But uh, go check out all the predictions uh, as well. We did a few like uh, scattered predictions for different fields from like Wake Forest and Virginia Challenge. Uh, Rick uh, Erdman, Twilight Meet at Eastern Kentucky. So we have predictions out for a few of those. Um, but that's it. So that's all I got. And I'll talk to you guys later. I'll see you.